Welcome to season four, episode 18. Wow, I did not change that in our notes. That was almost a disaster of the Passive Fans Book Club podcast. In this episode, we'll cover chapter 76 through 81 in Crescent City House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Matt. <laughs> Yo, um, last week, things were like a little boring. <laughs> but this week, this week, girl. Okay, before we get into it, Kim, remind us where we were so we can figure out where can do so truthfully the whole summit really could have been an email uh yeah. we're at the summit we saw the vips walk the red carpet Woohoo! um the meeting is in a room that is really like theater of the round um the med witch that we were working with to extract the poison from bryce's leg is really the new witch queen uh, Rue didn't know, and we also find out that Rue has uh, Demati mind speaking powers. So, yeah, this really Which, could have been an email. Like, would have been so helpful previously. Yeah. So, like, but, why we just now, whatever. The sad part <laughs> is, is me telling you guys that is the highlight. So, like, the rest of it is blah, 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 meeting. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of blah, blah in this section, too. <laughs> like, surrounded by way more interesting things. Yes. It is. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. Um, we have, like, a lot of feelings. So we're just going to, like, dive into it. Because um, we're, like, on a downward spiral for this one. I mean, you, like, you know how a Sarah J. Mass story do. So <laughs> um, pretty soon it's, you know... Um, They'll get real. And then pretty soon, aka November, we'll be back in the Akatar universe with Silver Flames. But until then, and as always, this podcast is not for little ears. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Nope. Chapter 76. So remember how in our last chapter it ended and it's nine o'clock the next morning and Micah's not there, and they're all saying that the only people that could have kept Micah from the summit were the Asteri. Well, that might not be true. Fair, fair. Um, <laughs> chapter 76 opens up at the gallery. Bryce is down there. She and Lily are looking at case after case. They're, they're doing research. I, I'm not sure everything that they're trying to research, but they're down there re researching. Um, we're still on that whole thing where I said, like, we're trying to play lawyer and get Hunt out somehow. I, I guess that's what we're still doing. I agree. I, I, I think that's what it is. I'm, But remember, her dad did ask her to try and find the horn. So who knows? I mean, truly. Oh, true. Yeah, you know? true, true. Yeah, this was kind of vague, but yeah. She is hiding from her apartment because without Hunt there, it feels very empty. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of sad. Uh, she took another Arkesian amulet out of uh, Jessica's safe. Okay, and I'm not going to lie. Okay, so guys, if you, like, by the time you're listening to this, it will have been like a week ago. But if you were on Instagram, you saw I took some screenshots of the things I was sending Kim because I just summed up all of my thoughts and notes as gifts. And this Arkesian amulet, I did use a gift. It's always pretty appropriate where I was like, well, that's convenient. 
Because <laughs> it's just like a little convenient that there's just like, it's fine. There's another one. There's only five, but you know, it's okay. Because one's right here. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Grace has her back from some of the jobs she applied to, but the downside of that is now she's got to figure out how she's going to get out of working for Jessica right. if she takes one. I, I don't even want to be a party of that situation, to be very honest. Uh, she and Lily, yeah, I guess we're trying to, to fi- figure out a way to, to free Hunt as I look. I see where Lily talks so. about... It, it Lily mentions a case that she had found and Bryce is like, yeah, and it leads back to slavery. So I guess we're trying to help Hunt. <laughs> yeah. And apparently the knock is grinning at them like he knows something she don't, which is really creepy because it's the knock. And then all of a sudden Siri starts growling. Yeah, also... I was going to say, yeah, also our watchdog is a little pissed off. He grouchy. But he's not growling at the knock. No, no, no. He's growling at the stairs. And you got to think, what the fuck? Everybody should be at the summit, right? (laughs) Everybody except Micah just proceeds to walk down the stairs. So he do. And it's like, wait a minute, what the fuck yeah yeah it's like wait what are you doing here seriously like he's supposed to be at the summit and i guarantee you nobody at the summit yeah, knows he's there right yeah and she's like he he can't be down here he can't see the books because remember we have a bunch of books that aren't supposed to be in existence down there yeah, I'm not going to lie. I sort of forgot that that's why we don't let anybody down there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I kind of couldn't remember why nobody was invited to the super secret club. Uh, it all makes sense now. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of temporarily forgot. We just kept always saying like, no, you can't be down here. But uh, yeah, it's because everything down there is super secret. Pretty much. It's not supposed to exist. Yeah. So Mike is like, hard yeah. to hide stuff if everybody can see it. Yeah. And Micah's like, yeah, the door was open. And as Bryce realizes, everything Jessica did couldn't have kept Micah out. It didn't really matter. Uh, and she's she's like, I, I, we can meet upstairs. Um, I, I can call Jessica. And then she's thinking, but you, Jessica's at the summit where you should be. Right. I can call Jessica in case you have a meeting with her, which I know you fucking don't. Because <laughs> like... I know where she is. Um, right. right. He, he's playing the intimidation game and he walks around. He's staring at the shelves. Siri is shaking and freaked out on the sofa. Lily's hiding behind him. And even... Like all the animals in the tanks are hiding from him. The only person, the only creature down there <laughs> not hiding from him besides Bryce is the knock. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say, that that's a happy thought. Not. Yeah, and, if everybody else hightailed it. Mm. And the knock is smiling. Hey. Uh, so Bryce is like, why don't you have a seat? And she's trying to be 
trying to be, you know, uh, polite and do her job and professional. But Micah is ignoring her. He's just looking around. And she's like, you know, we have fascinating art upstairs. We can go look at that. And Micah's like, because she's like, you know, we can see what it is, see what you're looking for up there. And Micah's like, what I'm looking for? And he looks at her with his <laughs> eyes and shuts her up and says, I'm looking for you. And we get an invisible snowflake. Which is like never good. I was like, no. oh shit, it's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, in a big, bad way. Yeah. Uh, so we we are back at the summit. And I, you know, remember we we said it, the the summit could have been an email, and it literally starts out by today's meeting was by far the worst, the slowest. Now I don't know about y'all, but that does not bode well. No, but like also like relatable content. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so I've been is- to those meetings. I feel that. You know, Santriel's playing games and fucking with all of them, basically. Um, but, you know, as as Hunt says, you know, most of the lower level parties had been dismissed, leaving the room barely occupied. Even Naomi had been sent back to Leniathan to make sure the 33rd remained in shape. Only skeleton staff and their leaders remained. As everyone, as if everyone now knew this was over, that this republic was a sham. Either one ruled or one bowed. So, interesting take on on things at the summit that should be there to help them all. Hmm, not. Yeah, clearly. Sandriel's droning on, and a phone buzzes, and we realize it's Jessica's. Hmm. Okay, guys, there aren't many people who would be texting Jessica, right? I mean, I know she and the Viper Queen are besties, right? Not. Yeah, like, Um, Jessica's not, like, Miss Popular. Yeah. Um, The other leaders have noticed that Jessica is suddenly responding to something on her phone. But Sandrio keeps talking. But both Rune and Fury are watching her. And Sandriel's doing her thing. And Jessica's finally like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Governor, but there's something that you, that all of us need to see. And of course, Hunt is feeling sick to his stomach because he's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Right? And Sabine's like, what? Jessica's ignoring her. She looks to deck. I love it. She looks to Declan and she's like, can you like it's on my phone to these screens? And Declan's like, and yeah. he's no like, problem. oh, thank God, something interesting. Mm-hmm. Because he was trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> he's like, no problem. Sandra's rolling her eyes. She's all pissy because her her lecture is being interrupted. And I'm actually shocked she like let it lets it happen, to be honest with you. I am too, but whatever. I'm like, okay. But I love before it goes up on the screens, this is what, what is written in. It's just kind of awesome. It says 
Declan's laptop was open a heartbeat later. He frowned at what popped up on the laptop, but then he hit a button and revealed dozens of different video feeds, all from Griffin Antiquities, in the lower right corner in a familiar library, and Hunt forgot to breathe. Hmm. Bryce is like, oh, hell no. This asshole's gonna fuck with me. I'm at least gonna, like, have witnesses to this shit. <laughs> Which, like, genius. Yeah. And the messages are continuing. Of course, that pops up on the screen. And they realize that Bryce is the one talking to Jessica. Right. And... The message that kind of wakes everybody up is, are the feeds on yet? And Rune's like, what the fuck? And as we we screen in and we realize Bryce is standing in front of a camera behind her, seated at the main table in the library is Micah. She's pouring a glass of wine. And Sandra Murray Always get him drunk. Always. Always the answer. <laughs> Right. And Sandra is like, well, he said he had a meeting, you know, so she's even like, what the hell? She didn't even know. And it's pointed out that the camera that is showing this feed is in a book right above Bryce's head. It's hidden. So it's not like it's an easy, oh, hey, look, there's a camera right there, right? Like, not the ones in the ceiling that we all know about. And the next thing that happens is Declan turns up the volume so we can all actually hear what's happening in this conference room. And the next text that Bryce sends to Jessica says help. That's all it says. And the Autumn King is like, I would like an an explanation, Governor. I don't blame him. That's his daughter. Whether he admits it or not, recognizes her or not, it is his child. So I don't blame him. I think at this point he wants to know what the fuck is going on with this kid. Which is, like, not only fair, but, like, also really, like, interesting, too. Because he's still playing it very diplomatically. Like, he's oh, he's yeah. not, like, overreacting. He's just like, do you... Basically, he's saying, like, do you know where your own people are at? I think you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Rune responds, looking at Flynn, going, get an ox unit to, the anti- to, to Griffin Antiquities ASAP. Like, now. Yeah. And of course, Sandra's like, but Micah hasn't done anything Yeah, but I'm not going to lie, I have a note here. I'm not going to lie, though. I have a note here that's like, (laughs) it says Flynn instantly had his phone out, fingers flying. Okay, remember how this summit could have been an email? Mm -hmm. There are times, like, far be it for a millennial to say this, but there are times where you should pick up the phone instead of text, and this may be one of them. (laughs) Yeah, but... Bryce is trying to do it and not have Micah know. Well, no, but I'm saying, no, I mean Flynn. Flynn is, like, texting the ox. No, fucking call! What what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, there's that. That part of it. (laughs) I'm like, what? 
<laughs> and, you know, well, actually, he does get on the phone because he's yelling and he's like, get over to the anti- to Griffin Antiquities right now. Yes, in the old square. No, just go. That is a fucking order. Yeah, I think it took him a minute. I think he was like, this is not working. Because <laughs> it's like the next paragraph down. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Micah suddenly draws everybody's attention again. And he's like, oh, you've been busy looking for a loophole. And all Bryce says is, you know, Hunt is my friend. And Micah is like, yeah, I admire that about you. Fury, God love Fury. Remember, Fury's here. We, we, Fury's kind of the loose cannon. The, the, she really is that ace up the screen. Yeah. We don't know enough about her to know what and yeah. who she knows. Anyway. Yep. Fury's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> She's a little pissy. I don't blame her. Uh, don't blame her. And Micah's such a dick because he's like loyal unto death and beyond. Even with all the proof in the world, you still didn't believe Danica was little better than a drug-addicted whore. And Amelie looks at Sabine and she's like, we should send a wolf pack. (laughs) Which is such an interesting turn. I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, now we give a fuck? All right. Yeah. And, you know, Bryce is now angry at at Micah because he pissed her off. So she went from being scared to pissed off. I guess that's probably good because in the end, dealing with Micah, you're better off being pissed off than scared. Yeah, probably. And she looked at him and, and, and you know, she's playing it off like whatever. And she's like, you know, who knows what the truth is? And Mike is like, well, the philosophers in this library certainly had opinions on the matter. And she's like, on Danica? And Mike is like, don't be stupid. You know that harboring these volumes earns you a one-way ticket to execution? And she's like, well, it's a lot of fuss over some books. Yeah, which, um... It feels really, really true in 2022. Uh, truer than you would want to think. But anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, he talks about what the books are about and how they're considered heretical based off of the Asteri's belief. I don't want to go into all of it. Yeah, it's very complicated. I, I, I agree with that. And, and, Rune suddenly looks at Jessica and he's like, hey, what's in that library? And Micah's like, do you even know what you're surrounded by, Bryce? This, this is the great library of Parthos. Jessica's not even responding. She doesn't open her mouth. She doesn't react. But the rest of the people in the summit about, like, pass a kidney stone right then and there 
Well, she basically just, like, we basically just learned that Jezeba is, like, hoarding volumes from the Library of Alexandria, okay? Like, <laughs> that's basically what we just learned. Yeah, basically. And, uh, and Mike, and, 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 you know, Bryce is really trying to play it off, you know, part of this is a bedtime story, yada, yada, yada. And Mike was like, yeah, so says the female with the Arkeesian amulet around her neck, the amulet of the priestesses who once served and guarded Parthos. I think you know what's here, that you spend your days in the midst of all that remains of the library after most of it burned at the near hand 15,000 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. Just just a bit. Jessica's really not happy. Uh, no. Like, her eyes twitching out of her head. Yeah. Micah goes on, giving us the history of what happened at Parthos. I'm not going to go into it. If you want to know the history, please go read it. This is kind of the part I was saying that's like blah, blah, blah. Micah does a hell of a lot of talking. Like, this yes. man loves the sound of his own voice. He really did. And, you know, Micah starts throwing up all these suppositions about why would Jessica be the one to have them. And Micah is, you know, just, he's he's just being a total dick and he's trying to to, you know, really goad Bryce on. And Jessica turns and looks to Flynn and looks to Sabine and says, tell the ox to move their fucking asses. Save those books. I beg you. Yeah, no. I noted that too. I was like, wow, Jessica's really like weird fuck. Hunt then though thinks a real fucking weird thing though, where he's like, of course the books were more important than, to her than Bryce. Well, Bryce is your mate, not Jessica. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Bryce... Bryce is really still trying to play it cool. Yeah. And, you know, God love her. And she's, you know, she's wearing athletic clothes, so I guess, you know, if she needs to run, she's in the right clothes, right? Like, she could get out of there quickly, I guess. She's not wearing skirts and heels. We both know how well you move in those. (laughs) He does really well, but that's a whole different story. And Flynn's like, run, just fucking run, right? And, of course, Sancho gets all pissy because she's, like, thinking they're accusing Micah of something. But we really don't know yet. But let's face it, Micah being there instead of at a meeting with the Asteri or instead of being at the summit does not bode well. Yeah, still sketchy. And she's like, you know, 
she 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 finally looks at Micah and I love it. She goes, Well, you came here looking for me. Here I am. Are you asking me out again? And she's desperately behind her back trying to get both Siri and Lily to go upstairs. And Micah's like, eh, I'm not interested. Micah's like, have a seat. We might as well be civilized about it. And Bryce is like, about what? And Micah kind of drops the bomb because I haven't figured this part out yet, right? He's like, about you giving me Luna's horn. <laughs> what? <laughs> and let's face it, you and I both know. You and I both know. She's like, Luna's horn? Because she doesn't know where the fuck Luna's horn is. Truly, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's so funny because I didn't shut up for, okay, we're on page like 678. I didn't shut up for like over 600 pages about how the horn was a better plot. Mm, well, we're here. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. The horn really was kind of the plot the whole time. Sorry. Spoilers! Spoilers. Uh, and that's the end of chapter 76. 77 picks up right where we left off. And Bryce is just praying to God. Praying that Jessica has read her messages. And, you know, she's like, even if I die, maybe it'll do some good to somebody else. Right? Because this is not going to end well for her. And she knows that. And I have to give Bryce credit because she's right. kind of accepted the situation, which is better than what I think most people would have done. And Bryce is truly like, I really don't know where the horn is. And Micah's like, try again. And she's like, I have no idea where the horn is, governor. And he's like, yeah, you what think, I think? You'd think that would... Uh, yeah, I don't know. You would just think that this is gonna go a little better than it's about to. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're about to throw civilized right the fuck out the window. And Bryce is really like, what, what the hell? Like, I, I, you're not gonna tell me? And Mike is like, I think you figured it out. Likely the same moment I did a few days ago. And Bryce, Bryce is like, you know, I'm flattered you think that I'm this smart. Which I thought was a great response. <laughs> Just keep playing dumb, girl. It's safer that way. <laughs> well, yeah. And Mike is such a dick because he's like, not you. Danica Fendir was the smart one. Um, he's like, you know, she stole the horn from the temple. You knew her well enough to finally realize what she did with it. And Bryce is like, why would Danica have wanted the horn? It's broken. And Micah clarifies and says it wasn't broken. It was cleaved, meaning it was torn into, not broken. 
and I'm guessing that you already learned what can repair it. Synth. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And Bryce finally, like, gets some hutzpah, and she's like, Governor or not, this is private property. If you want to burn me at the stake with all of these books, you'll need a warrant. Because she's at the stairs now. Throw the book at him. Yeah. <laughs> really. And But Siri and Lily haven't moved. And he's like, hand over the horn. And she goes, I don't know where it is. And he's like, yeah, we're clearly having a failure to communicate. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, do not lie. And we get an invisible snowflake. So, yeah, we get this invisible snowflake. Yeehaw, yay, raw. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't know if this is cool or not. I, You know, I struggle. I do. I totally struggle. But. We have an invisible snowflake. And now the view has switched. And I like how, I have to admit, I like how she's using it in in this section. Because now, you know, she switches her view. And it, yeah, it really allows you it, to. Yeah, I think it pays off here. It does. Because it allows you to see, like, you know, everything happening at the same time from a different point of view. Which is kind of nice gives you, I think, a, a better picture of the whole situation. Sure. And, you know, we're now back at the summit in the meeting room. And, and is, Hunt is, like, not doing well. <laughs> no, he's trying really hard not to lose his shiznits. And he's finally like, do you want to know how I figured it out? Like being a total creep and running his hand up and down her body, specifically her spine. Which is mostly why, like, I feel like this is the moment where Hunt's like, I was going to kill you before, but now I'm going to kill you extra. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, as, as it says in here, he'd find a way to get free of Sandriel and fucking kill Micah for that touch. Just the touch. But we wouldn't know anything about mates or anything, right? Yeah, no. So, yeah, whatever. So, Micah, you know, is running his hands over the necklace. I mean, he's just being a total creep. And, you know, Hunt is, like, really unhappy, but he does realize that she's wearing a new Arkeesian amulet. Micah's like, I saw the footage of you in the Comidium lobby. You gave your Arkeesian amulet to Sandriel. She destroyed it. That's how I realized. How you realized the truth, too. And, and that's when I was like, I'm sorry. Are we all reading the same book? What? <laughs> yeah. Because even I was like, huh? And, you know, Micah's like, you know, for three years, you wore that amulet every single day, every single hour. Danica knew that, knew you were without ambition, too, and would never have the drive to leave this job and thus never take off the amulet. 
And Bryce is like, you're insane. And then Mike is like, then explain to me how within an hour after taking off the amulet, you were attacked by a Crystallos demon. To which I'm like, because they just be running around, yo. Like, you clearly, like, your whole fucking town is fucked, guy. <laughs> and, you know, Hunt is suddenly like, the fuck? What? And, and he's like, a demon attacked her? And Rune nodded. And Mind speaks to him and says, we got to her in time. And Micah's like, because, you know, Bryce is trying to be flippant. She's like, bad luck. And Micah's like, hmm, no, you don't just have the horn. You are the horn. You became its bearer the night Danica had it ground into a fine powder, mixed it with witch ink, and then got you so drunk you didn't ask questions when she had it tattooed onto your back. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the part where I literally, like, I don't know how you read books, but this is the part where I literally closed the book for a minute and went, what? And then I opened the book, read that paragraph again, closed it, went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because what does Fury Axtar say? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. I opened it, read it again, closed it. What? And then I opened it, read it, and then it was like, Fury, what? <laughs> and I was like, I knew you were my favorite. I just knew it. <laughs> I do like Fury. I really do. And And Hunt is just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, you know, Bryce is like, you know, that's really cool. But this tattoo says, and he cuts her off. And, and Micah's like, the language is beyond that of this world. It is a language of universes. And it spells out a direct command to activate the horn through a blast of raw power upon the tattoo itself, just as it once did for the Starborn Prince. You may not possess his gifts like your brother, but I believe your bloodline and the synth shall compensate for it when I use my power upon you to fill the tattoo, to fill you with power that is in essence to blow the horn. Okay. 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 As soon as I read this paragraph... I closed the book because I was like, damn it, I know where the pun is going to be. <laughs> yeah, Bryce sets us up because she's like, blow me. That is literally her response. And I got to stop for a minute because I'm having like this really weird. So the very first time I read it and every time since. Do you know what crosses my mind? Hmm. I have this Cole Porter anything goes moment. <laughs> you know where I'm going, don't you? Yeah. There's this little ditty in the sh show. It's a song called Blow Gabriel Blow. And, you know, I mean, 
Gabriel's an archangel. Mike is an archangel. Horns. It's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. And I really went to a crazy place to go there. No, but like, it's okay. I'm sorry. But it's such a, like, <laughs> it's such a fucking weird line. It is. Blimey. Like, like ev- no, but just like ever. Okay, like don't get me wrong. This is like very interesting, and like obviously it like way ups the stakes that it's her, right? Like yeah. that it's not an object, that it is like her fucking body, right? So like it way ups like the ante here. However, this is the fucking like weirdest way we could have gotten here. Like if you had told us it was like anything but a fucking horn this whole time, right? If you'd have been like, mm, it's a painting, mm, it's a pen, mm, it's a fucking, I don't care, perfume. Like you could have come up with 487 things that wasn't a fucking horn that would have made like way more sense. But you're telling me Danica stole a fucking like boop a horn and then ground that shit up and mixed it. Like this is too many fucking steps. Like you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But what it tells me is Danica had way too much time on her hands. Right? Like everything about this is fucking like wild like i just feel like there were a lot of ways we could have gotten here that would have made like a fuck ton more sense than a horn yeah i know because now i'm back to like remember we had like a 20 minute conversation about like is the horn metal is the horn one of those like bone horn like horn on an animal turned into a blowy horn like we went to like a 20 minute conversation about this and I now feel like, yeah, it, it now I feel validated in going down that fucking rabbit hole because like, what the fuck is the horn made of that we like ground that shit down and made fucking tattoo ink out of it? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I like, it's I, fine. I, I it's interesting. Know. It just seems like a fucking like, it literally feels like it, it's 681 pages, like 680 pages led up to this just so that we could make the joke blow me asshole. <laughs> It's always a possibility. Like, I swear to God, it is only a horn because she really wanted to write that line. But anyway. <laughs> like I said, this section, like, had me going to the whole, blow, Gabriel, blow. I, I can't it. help myself. I can't help myself. It's funny. Anyway. It is, it is. Micah grabs her, rips her shirt, and shoves her to the floor. Face first. Lily's screaming, Siri's roaring, and Bryce is yelling to both of them, hide. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Bryce scrambles to her feet because Micah's an idiot and he actually stopped. And she makes it across the room, up the mezzanine. And then Micah is moving and he's got a hand wrapped around her ankle and he tosses her, tosses her across the room like she's a doll. That's kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's very like a la big last uh, throw down with Amarantha when she's like th- repeatedly throwing Reese with her powers against the floor. Yeah. Like, okay. 
Uh, Rune's like, he's going to kill her. Because they're watching. And Bryce is finally like, you killed Danica and the pack. And Micah is such a sick, twisted fucking bastard. Because he says, I enjoyed every second of it. I'm like, all right, wait a minute. Before we go any further, let's think about this. That means Micah's the one who went to their apartment, injected Danica with synth. But the question is, did he inject all of them? Oh, I'm shocked that we don't get a fucking play-by-play. When I say this man is about to tell us way more than we ever needed to know. (laughs) He is. He's going to have diarrhea of the mouth, and I'm not going to go into the diarrhea of the mouth other than to tell you. Like, I sort of get this, right? Yeah, like, you killed Danica in the pack. I enjoyed every second of it. Like, you know, and now I'm going to kill you too kind of a mentality. Like, okay, I got it. Like, I'm here. I get it. I'm, like, picking up what you're throwing down, right? But, like, I'm not, like, I'm not over-exaggerating when I say this man full-on fucking, like, monologues for, like, the next, like, five pages. Yeah. Like, fucking, like, okay, I'm sorry, random reference, but, like, fucking, like, full-on doofenshmirtz, <laughs> like, just, does, like, tells his whole fucking innator plan for, like, five fucking pages, and it's like, I'm sorry, like, Perry the platypus is bored. <laughs> Where's Perry? Yeah. Perry... Took uh, Sheernix and uh, Lillian left. No, um, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. Like, we get a lot of information. And, and, like, it's important information for the most part because it's filling in the gaps. It's very much, like, I don't know, like, I've talked about Midsummer Murders before. Midsummer Murders is one of the, like, very classic, like, uh, formatting for, like, a, a mystery where it's, like, you think it's going to be about X and then 30 minutes in, you realize it's about Y. And then in the last like 15 minutes, you know, you, you wrap it up with a very like clean bow of, Oh, remember when you thought this at the beginning, it's really this. And then remember when you thought this, it's actually this. And in the end, when you thought this, it turned out to be this and like, see how we got here. And like you as a viewer, like, wow, I feel really good about the fact that in like the last 90 minutes, we watched a whole thing unfold and like wrapped it all up in a nice neat bow. Right. But in this setting, it just feels fucking weird because it's like, why is this man just fucking like spilling his guts? (laughs) Like, I'm glad we're getting some stuff, like, filled in. Like, we're ret- like we're going back and, like, retconning the whole thing to make it, like, make sense. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, just like a- it feels like we could have done that in a different format that would have felt, like, more, um, like, organic rather than, like I said, this man just, like, pulls, on- pulls a full fucking doofenshmirtz. Yeah, he does. It's totally doofenshmirtz. It's so weird. Funny that you said that, because I really like Phineas and Ferb, so... Love that show. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's going to be like three people who are like, I know what she's talking about. And everybody else is going to be like, doofenshmirtz. <laughs> and all I have to say to that is, hey, Ferb, I know what we're going to do today. me every day when we record anyway sorry carry on uh yeah so he's gonna pull on doofenshmirtz for the next like five pages and kim's gonna wrap it up like way faster than that yes i am because what i'm gonna say is is that he starts off spouting about how he had access to all of the experiments at redner and how danica hid what she really did at redner from bryce because bryce is like she she did security part-time for them (laughs) And, you know, Mike is like, oh, that's the sanitized version. That's not really what she was doing. Uh, you know, and, and she's like, Danica basically tracked down the people that Redner had wanted her to find. Uh, people who didn't want to be found, including Ophian rebels who had been experimenting with a formula for synthetic magic to assist in the human's treachery. Uh, they dug into the long forgotten history and learned about the Crystallos and how it was uh, one drawn to hunt the the you know the the horn, but two that their venom nullified magic, specifically yeah. the magic of the Vanier. And so they were working on it. And Bryce is trying to crawl and trying to get away from him. And, you know, the whole thing. I mean, she's really trying to do what she can to stall for as long as she can because she, she's praying to God that Jessica's done something to protect her. Right. If not her, then to protect Lily and the other creatures there. And, well, and know, also, just... like, she's picked up on the fact that this guy is not going to shut the fuck up anytime soon, so right. she might as well, like, she's hoping that even if nobody's going to come to her rescue, then at least Jessica, if not others, is hearing what actually happened. You know what I mean? Like, right. this might be the only shot at, like, no, like, anybody besides Bryce who, like, may not make it out of this. Like, knowing, like, what happened to Danica. Knowing, like, that Micah showed up. Like, any of these things. So, like, since this guy won't shut the hell up. Yeah, I mean, Bryce Bryce is, you know, she figures she's going to have the same fate as Danica. And, you know, she's figuring that by having Jessica watch this, it, you know, Micah is going to own up to what he did to Danica and the Pack of Devils. He's going to be caught red-handed they can see right. what he did to her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So right. yeah, I mean, it's totally like, it's a genius move on her part for that and to stall for as long as possible to get as much info out of him as possible. But she right. knows in her heart of hearts, she's not walking away from this. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's interesting. And, you know, Micah gets, sorry, I'm just, I'm just so flabbergasted by this whole section. Micah is always like, you know, Danica stuck her nose in where she didn't want to, where she shouldn't have, and figured out what, what, you know, he was doing, um, 
and you know she had help the helpless and you know from from others and of course bryce right. does get a good shot in on him and says yeah from monsters like you and you know i mean they're doing the whole thing and you know it's the whole well like micah basically like like i said he just spills his guts right he like goes off on like a whole tangent where he's like yeah and then like i like didn't want danica like getting too close to all of this and i knew that like she would take the horn if like she like had the opportunity yada yada and like Bryce, like, I'm so glad that Bryce is listening because I'm like, this man is just fucking babbling. And Bryce is like, you dumped the synth into the streets. And he's like, yeah, I knew Danica would like want to be the hero and she'd like go after it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, Bryce, like, I'm so glad that you're listening while you're crawling away because I am not trying to save my life. And I am having a hard time following what this man be fucking saying. Yeah. So like, I'm glad you put it together. But she does. And so then we get the whole thing about how it's like, yeah, like she wasn't like, you know, the one selling the synth, blah, blah, blah. Like that was all bullshit. Yep. And Mike <laughs> she was like, trying to get it off the it. street. Yada, 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 yada. And then yeah. he's like, you know, again, she's like, and then that means like you're the one who caused the blackout the night the horn was stolen. And he's like, wahaha, yes, I did. And I'm like, why is he admitting to this? Like, this man is a doofus. <laughs> like, he's a doofus smart. He really yeah, is. He really is. <laughs> but he's not as likable as, as Mr. Doofus smart. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, he, he does admit that Danica is smarter than he thought she was because he underestimated her and she had put the horn and the synth together. And so when she stole the horn, she was doing it on purpose. And of course, Bryce is like, wait a minute. So you killed her for that? And he's like, no. Nope. Right. Like, I'm okay. Bryce and I are on the same page now because now Bryce is like, okay, cool. Like, we got him to like admit to the murders and like admit to the whole horn fiasco and admit to the synth. This is great. But I'm still missing your fucking motive. And I'm like, yeah, same. Like, I don't, I don't get what his long game is either. Yeah. So she gets him to tell yeah. him. Yeah, and it's priceless. Anyway, <laughs> so she's she's like, so you killed her for it, and he's like, I killed her because she hit the horn before I could repair it with the synth, and thus help my people. And Bryce is like, wait a minute, but. I would have thought your power alone would have been more than enough, right? And and he's like, even my power is not enough to help them, to keep war from Balbera shores. For that, I need help from beyond our own world. And the horn will open a portal and allow me to summon an army to decimate the human rebels and end their wanton destruction. I'm like, dear God, we have diarrhea of the mouth. 
I'm sorry. I'm laughing because like I didn't even really like like when I heard it the first time. Like, don't get me wrong. When I heard it the first time, it was still a bad fucking plan, right? But yeah. this, like now hearing you read it out loud and just like listening, I'm like, wow, this really is like the same fucking vibes as like two episodes ago when I was like, I'm sorry, Hunt. What's your fucking plan? We're all gonna do drugs and rip people apart. Okay, but don't you then also rip yourself apart? Yeah, but that's okay. Like, what? <laughs> like, this really reads the same. I'm a, I want help, so I'm going to open a portal. The who? I don't know. There's just worlds out there. Wow, that fucking really cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, because she's like, wait, so you'd summon the demons from hell? Fair question. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Right, which is like, the, like I mean, girl is doing her best to like make this make sense, and he's like, nah, dude, like, they would probably resist kneeling to me. I'm sorry, what? He's like, but there are other worlds, and I'm like, mm, mm, this is really feeling like let's all fucking take the synth and see what happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like right up there as far as plans go. Like, yeah. It's a like, badass oh. trip, man. I'm really feeling like the moral of this story, like more so than any Akatar book. I mean, we felt it a little in Akatar too, but I sort of feel like the moral of this book is just like men be like, don't let men make plans. Men are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, ego. Like, men are stupid. Don't let them make plans. <laughs> Unless they're Reese. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I said it's more so this book than the others. But, like, like has a dude in this book had a good plan yet? No. Okay, I mean, in complete, like, fairness, I'm not really sure that, like, barring this, like, getting a video confession, other than this, I'm not sure anybody in this book has had too many bright ideas. <laughs> Fair. I would, I would agree to that. Fair. Yeah. Later in this section, like in this episode, we'll discuss like why the queen witch lady, she's, she's had some good ideas. She's like a fucking genius, but again, she's female. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, and, carry on. I just wanted know, to stop and talk about how this man's plan is, is fucking shitty as it sounds. <laughs> because he's crazy. He's just nuts because he's yeah. like. He's like, you know, whoever possesses the horn at full power can do anything and perhaps establish themselves as an Asteri. What? You want to be a I god? Clearly, I clearly, I do not, I clearly do not understand, like, the breakdown of this world. Like, I, I, uh, what is, I'm missing what the point of this would be. Right. Like, I'm not getting how, like, establishing yourself as, like, an equal to the Asteria. I do not understand what that's going to get you, really. Like, I, 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 yeah. He's power hungry. What? Yeah. Which may be what makes him the scariest, like, that may be in a way what makes him scary. Like, I kept waiting for him to have, like, a diabolical plan that was like, wow, you're evil but like actually maybe the answer is like no he doesn't have a diabolical plan he's just fucking nuts and that is what's scary because like it is really hard to stop crazy people yeah 
I mean, I guess maybe that's what makes him scary. Anyway, I don't know. Carry on. You know, so he's Bryce is like, whoa, what? <laughs> Fair. I don't blame her. I'd be like, pardon me. And he's like, because you know, she's like, the Asteri's power is born. They're not made. And you know, he's so fucking dumb. He's so conceited. Because he says with the horn, you wouldn't need to inherit a star's might to rule. The Asteri would recognize that. Welcome me as one of them. Okay, he's just stupid. Right, right? that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, what? Like, I'm still not getting what he thinks is going to happen. Right. That makes two of us. And so she's like, "You you went to my apartment and you killed her and the pack of devils. And of course, he's like, yeah, I waited until Philip Briggs had been released because he was setting this up, right? And he's like, yeah, I went to the apartment. I disabled the pack of devils with my power, injected her with the synth and watched as she ripped them apart before turning on herself. Oh, my God. Like, just that alone is. Could you imagine? Yeah. No wonder on the recording Danica was pleading. Yeah. And you know, Bryce is smart enough to finally go, but she never told you where the horn was. And he's like, yeah, she held out. He's pissed, right? So then he's like, what, you summon the Crystallos afterwards to track it? And he's like, I've spent two years, two years calling Crystallos demons to track down the horn to no avail. And, you know, he does this whole thing about how Bryce was the key to finding the horn and blah, blah, blah. Seriously, it's diary of the mouth. And then he goes, but I planted a seed in the mind of the Autumn King. And of course, the Autumn King is just like, no response, no reaction on his face. I'm sure he's pissed as fuck, though. And Rune is like, he played you like a fiddle. And, you know, he admits to taunting the king. I mean, this whole thing goes back and forth. And then Rune was like, every time I went to find the horn, I always had an urge to go to Bryce. So he finally realizes that he was using his power. He just didn't realize that Bryce had the horn tattooed into her skin. And therefore, he kept going to her because she has the horn. She's yeah, wearing it. Exactly. Her skin. Like, Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Like, my powers don't work so good. Now he's like, shit, yes, they do. <laughs> so, you know, Mike is such a dick. He's like, yeah, I kept summoning the Cristalos to nudge you guys along and get you guys to get moving on this shit. Like, seriously? And then he's like, and then I, I give her credit. She's like, and the bombing of the right raven with an image of the horn on the crate. Another nudge. 
So I give her a lot of credit. She's smart enough to have finally figured out that he's gone to all the credit and craziness and lengths of ridiculousness to do everything else he's done. So now she's like, you know, this fucker has, he's the one who bombed the white, the, the white Raven. So on the bright side, she is literally getting him to like admit to every single crime he's ever committed. I'm, I'm kind of like you go, go. Sure. Sure. And I just can't believe he's falling for it, I think, is the part where I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked. But I think at this point, his ego has taken over so much. He just can't begin to yeah. imagine that Bryce has him admitting this to a larger audience than just her. Right, right. And, you know, he, he acknowledges that, yes, he started the fire at the apartment and yada 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 on and on and on and on and you know he's all you know i i i played into athelar's weaknesses and you know knowing he was a trained assassin i mean he really is god he's a sick twisted fuck yeah you know and he kept he kept summoning the crystallos and it kept going to Bryce. And that's when he really realized Bryce had the horn. Yeah. And, you know, she's still stalling for time, but she asks a legit question. And says, well, but even if it's not in the shape of a horn, how do you know it's still going to work? Like, shape doesn't matter. The powder mixed with the witch ink, its power remains. So. I just feel like, why do we know this for fact? I don't think we know this for fact. Like, this is why I'm saying this is all so fucking weird to me. Like, I'm glad that seems to be how this is working out. But I feel like Danica really just, like, was winging the shit out of this and was like, I don't know, I'm gonna grind it up and turn it into a tattoo. It's probably gonna be fine. Like, is it, though? (laughs) Like. I know. I agree. I mean. Like, I'm very confused at the idea that cleaving it made it inoperable. But now grinding it into a fucking tattoo powder, that's fine. That's going to be totally fine. (laughs) Well, you know, even if they had left it whole, apparently could have been repaired using synth. Well, right. But my point is, is like, we weren't even guaranteed that that was going to work. You know what I mean? Like, I it was like, mm, the synth might fix the fact that it's cleaved in two or whatever. Okay, now you ground it into a fucking powder and it doesn't even remotely resemble a horn anymore, but synth is going to fix that? <laughs> well, there's a tidbit of information he's kind of left out. And he gets to it. And, you know, she's egging him on to get information about why he involved Briggs, the whole bit. I mean, he she's sure. milking this for as much info as she can. And 
Sabine is finally smart enough to even acknowledge that she's leading him to get a full confession. To which I'm like, Sabine, no shit, Sherlock. What do you, like? What did we all think was happening? Like, you just fucking figured this out? We knew this, honey. Yeah. And... I'm 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 sorry. I'm just I'm looking at my notes and my mind is just kind of boggled because it's like it's a lot going to happen really fast. Because remember, if Rune, the chosen one, the starborn prince, could find the horn, and Bryce is of his bloodline, that makes her like even her father said. Quite possibly one of the only other star born, whether she has the power or not, that could activate and use the horn. Because the only people that have ever been able to use the horn were the Fae, but the only Fae that could use it were the Starborn. Okay. Um, not to go off on like a tangent, because I guess maybe I'm stupid, but um I've been confused about this whole Starborn thing this whole fucking time, you <laughs> guys. So, for him to be of the starborn power, he has to mm-hmm. come from a specific, okay, maybe, like, I'm making eyeballs at you because, like, obviously I'm trying to, like, ask a crossover question without asking a crossover question because, A, you may not know, and B, um, I don't want to fucking, like, mm, spoil shit by accident. But, like, I'm a little confused about, like, all of the information we have. So if you're of, like, the Starborn fucking shit, like, then you are of, you know, family line A, right? Okay, okay, cool. We're of family line A. And so at some point somebody says, mm, you look like it, right? You look like family line A, right? Like, mm, that that makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, great. Your father is the Autumn King, and we speak nothing of him really being. Everything we know about him has nothing to do with, like, what we actually fucking know about Rude. Which, like, my brain interpreted as being, like, um, that would mean it has to do with his mother's side. But if that was the case, then... Bryce would not be of that. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like it's the 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 family bloodline is a little fucking muddled because I don't like everything we're relying on for <laughs> everything we're relying on for to be true about Rune does right. not necessarily make it true about Bryce because Bryce has a different mother. I know. So I'm a little sketched out by the fact that we keep coming back to the starborn thing okay but that means but, it has to be of their father but then we like to say things like mm, they look a certain way okay no only rune looks that way the other two do not <laughs> but see, okay and i hear you remember you've got fifteen thousand years difference too okay so genetics are sure. going to play into that right all right Rune, way back in the beginning, called out his dad when they had that argument in his dad's library. Mm-hmm. And Rune called him out saying it must have killed him because 
he was not the chosen one of the Starborn Fae to, to get the sword. Rune was. Right. So that means we know the Autumn King comes from the Starborn Fae line. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying like this is a little, it still feels very muddled to me because if it's essentially, if we're, I guess, I guess all I'm saying is, is if what we're relying on is this a teeny tiny amount of like power that has made it this far down the fucking family line, right? And right. Rune apparently has the most of it at this mo- given moment. It seems right. fucking weird to me that we're just going to be like, it's fine. Like Bryce has enough. Y- y- y'all are only fucking half siblings and your dad didn't really have enough, but it's fine. Bryce got enough. <laughs> I don't disagree. I'm just telling you like the genealogy yeah. part of it. Okay. Yeah. I-, I don't know. Yeah. So for anybody who thinks this was a weird conversation, it's because Kim and I are like making eyeballs because we're obviously uh, communicating. <laughs> about how this crosses over into other information but anyway uh yeah so point is is it still seems a little fucking fuzzy to me but whatever it's fine (laughs) uh anyway it's fuzzy for bryce too bryce is not sure what's going on either it's fine (laughs) i know poor bryce so Bryce is like, so you'd wish you would be willing to risk opening a portal to a whole new world just to see if this works. And, you know, Mike is such a dick. He's like, yeah, I don't care. And he basically, you know, he, he throws her to the floor using magic. And Micah stabs her in the thigh with a needle full of synth. Like a big ass amount of synth. And he's looking at the clock because now he knows how much time he has before the synth hits. Yep. And Micah is such a dick because then he's like, so shall we? You know what? You know what this moment kind of makes me think of is the um, Princess Bride down in the uh, the 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 torture chamber, the depths of despair. Yeah. yeah. When the Count looks at Wesley and is like, "Shall we begin? I'm going to extract one year of you know, like that whole. I really yeah. feel like." That. Yeah. yeah. It does. It does. It has the same like pacing. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. So anyway. Uh, Bryce starts throwing books around and uh, one of the books she grabs erupts golden light and then it, it becomes a bubble against which Micah's hand bounced off harmlessly he kept pushing but the bubble would not yield you know that sounds a whole lot like an air shield that Farrah can make uh-huh. I don't know call me crazy but there's a lot of similarities here yep and you know this is like crazy you know Hunt's trying to think his way through all of this because remember He's watching this from the fucking summit with everybody else in in the room. Just kind of doing the, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Right. 
And Mike approves what an ass he is because his way of breaking Bryce is to grab Syrinx and throw him in the tank with the knock. And she tries to beg with him to not do it, but Mike is such a dick he does it. And that's the end of the chapter. Finally. Yeah, he tosses him right into the water. Poor silly. Poor silly baby. Which, okay, like, I'm really sad, but also, like, I feel like the knock got brought up so fucking many times that, like, y'all know I've been bringing it up for weeks, being like, somebody's getting fucking eaten by the knock. (laughs) Like, in time. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, this is sad, but on the other hand, I feel like we've been bringing this up so much that, like, we saw this coming. (laughs) Sadly. And we knew it was either going to be Siri or or Lily, right? Yeah, pretty much. I was like, somebody's getting fucking eaten by the dog. (laughs) That's fine. There's still a small twist coming. (laughs) Small twist! Um... Poor, poor Bryce. Because she knows Syrinx can't swim. Right. And he goes after her and, you know, he ruptures. She drops the book. The bubble ruptures. And, you know, this is how chapter 78 is opening. So Siri's in the tank. Can't swim. Bryce is trying to get to him. She drops the book that was protecting her and of course, Micah goes after her. And he throws his power at her. And it flips her face down into the carpet. And he aims it at her back. And she's running her hands over these book spines in front of her. On the divine number... The Walking Dead, The Book of Breathings, Womp Womp, The Queen with Many Faces, and for the record, it's crossover references because the other books show up and throw in a glass. Womp Womp Womp. And the Book of Breathings obviously shows up in Actar big fucking time. Yeah. What a fucking book. The others are anyway. (laughs) The the others are um of equal make you shake your head and scratch. Uh poor Siri is trying, trying to live. Uh but Micah finally fires off power right in her back to activate the horn. And it goes from, yeah, it basically, this power just kind of erupts out of her. And, you know, it shatters glass. It, it, she's not doing anything. Mike is looking around. He's waiting. And he's like, he gets all disappointed. He's like, well, that's interesting. So we knew he's going to try again because it didn't do what he thought it was going to. Yeah, he's not going to be like, okie dokie, Dan, what a shame. Right. And so she she 
does finally acknowledge in all of this that she had finally figured it out after the Crystallis demon attack on the docks and it kind of pieced together what he had. And so he's like, well, you know, maybe I'll just carve the horn out of you. Ew. Yeah. Again, I mean, like, I don't know why we're assuming that that works. <laughs> like, we're just making yeah. a lot of leaps here. Yeah, he is. But, you know, he is so not in his right mind. I was going to say, I mean, he's crazy and crazy's crazy. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So, you know, she's, he's, you know, trying to figure it out. And Bryce is like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And Bryce finally finds this book and she whips it off the shelf right into Micah's chest and it had enough power that it rockets him across the library and into the bathroom downstairs. And he didn't realize it, but Lily was hiding behind the door and she slams the door shut and locks it. Fucking Lily. She's like, okay, I did something. <laughs> yes. And we get an invisible snowflake. So Bryce's maneuver with Lily's help has bought her enough time to now go over to the Knox tank and she's absolutely terrified. And she's trying to get, you know, this whole thing done and she's trying desperately to, you know, get to Siri and save him. And in that, Hunt has managed to make his way over to where Rune is and he's like, help her. He is fighting the magic that Sandra has against him to tell Rune to help her. Which, and, like, I get it. And, like, matey mates do matey mate shit. But, like, I don't really know what he wants Rune to do. We called our only fucking backup. I can't help it that we're all at this meeting, like, an hour and a half away. Like, fucking dumbasses. Like, the box is gonna get there when it gets there. I don't know what to say. <laughs> they're five hours away, honey. Oh, somewhere in here it said that, uh, well, I guess it's, they could, uh, Sandriel could fly, or yeah, somebody could fly in an hour and a half, a helicopter in 30 minutes. That's the part I remember. Yeah. The angels can fly in an hour and a half and a helicopter can do it in 30. So the fastest you can get to Crescent City from where they are is 30 minutes, but it's a five hour drive. Yeah, but that's my point. Is like, so what? I'm sorry. What do you want room to do? Like, yeah. What What you want room to do is what room's fucking done so far. Okay, that's all we got. And now we realize, you know, Hunt is is telling Sandriel to help her to stop Micah, and she's like, "This is his territory. Yeah. I don't have the power to do that." And I love it because he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. And as he said, as it says in here, all of Sandriel's triari fixed their lethal attention on Hunt. He didn't seem to care. And Bryce is finally smart enough to tell Lily get the feeding platform running so she can get in there. And she, you know, the bathroom door shuttering, so we know Mike is trying to get his way out. And she literally has almost no time to get to Siri. She's going for the tank and she gets into the tank and she's fighting for Siri and to save Siri. And in the middle of it all, uh, 
she gets in there and you know they're realizing that Bryce doesn't have magic yeah which has all been told right because she lets herself in to the she she uses the feeding platform to lower herself into the tank because she's gonna go save Siri god damn it and you know Bryce is like she has no magic, no strength or immortality to shield her, not against the knock, not against the archangel, who is likely a minute away from breaking down the bathroom door, not against the synth that would destroy her if the rest didn't. And he's like, his sister, his brash, wild sister, knew all of that and still went to go save her friend. And Flynn, Flynn is the one who says, it's her ordeal. This is her fucking ordeal. And all the Fae have to go through it. Usually it's only the pureblood Fae, but apparently Bryce is lucky and gets to have an ordeal herself. And that, my friends, yeah. is the end of chapter 78. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out, and it's like not important, but it's only important because of a point I will make when we get to the end of this section. Which is, at one point, like before she gets in, she's like hyperventilating. And Queen Hypaxia is like, what's she doing? And Theran says she is hyperventilating to get more air into her lungs. Okay, I'm not actually convinced that that's gonna work. And also, I just want you to note that that conversation happened for a second. Because when we get to the end of this section, I'm gonna make a point, And I feel like that's one of those ones that makes you go, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. Chapter 79. Picks up right where 78 left off. She's in the tank. She's fighting the cold water. Um, She's desperately trying to get Siri. She finds him. She gets him onto the platform. And now the knock finally decides to show up because he was waiting. He wanted the bigger feast of Bryce. Fuck, fuck, fuck Siri. You know, God love the little chimera, but we're going after the big meal here, right? The big prize. Yeah. We want a meal, not a snack. And as the platform breaks the surface and Bryce is hanging onto it, she gasps lungs in her air. She looks at Lily and she's like chest compressions. And just as she's trying to get out, the knock grabs her ankle and pulls her back down under. And we get an invisible snowflake. (laughs) Because now we have to watch Hunt hyperventilate for obvious different reasons. (laughs) Very obvious. Because he's watching this like it's some fucked up TV show. And, you know, she's fighting it. And he realizes this is how she's going to die. Not at Micah's hand. Not from the synth. But by being ripped to shreds by the knock. And Hunt can do nothing. And she literally... She finds a weakness in him and and is able to get away. And basically what we find out is, is that she knows where the knock's balls are and she basically hits the knock in the balls. <laughs> Which apparently makes like that whole summit room full of men go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Anyway, it does enough to get the knock away from Bryce, and she's swimming like a crazy-ass woman to get back up. 
and and you know she gets up into the water and you know she's she's bleeding because she's she's got a head injury and all kinds of crazy shit right Lily sent the platform down. She gets on the platform. They get out. She finally gets out. And even Therian at this point is like, swim, Bryce, swim. God damn it. Don't look back. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I stand by. I feel like he's the Lucian of this book. <laughs> we keep being like, don't forget Therian's here and rooting for her. Like, don't forget. <laughs> That's a really good analogy. And I think he is. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> And even Hunt, you know, like, everybody in the room is kind of rooting for her, right? At least everybody that isn't Sandril and her Triari. Sure. And, you know, even Fury's like, don't stop. Like, I mean, it's crazy. She is ascending her way out of this. She is fighting to get out. She finally gets out. And she gets her chest out. And the Nox hands break away from the water and they're reaching. But Bryce had cleared the range of the Nox. So she is safe. And because the knot can't stand the air, it drops below. Like, even touching it, apparently, is poisonous to it, right? Like, even with its hand. And Fury's just, like, about ready to throw up from shock. I mean, everybody's all. And Bryce is rushing over to Siri and is asking Lily anything. And, you know, it's not working. And she's like, no. And so so Bryce is doing chest compressions, right? CPR. CPR and a chimera. Why not? And she's just trying to get, you know, Siri to start breathing, get the water out of his lungs. Hopefully he hadn't swallowed so much that he drowned himself. And while she's focused on that, Micah manages to basically break through the door. Um, it's fizzling yeah, out close. really fast. Yeah, he's, he's getting close. close. to getting out. So everybody over there is freaking out. And... Rune is like, he looks to Declan and Jessica, can you patch us through? Tell her to get the fuck out. And, and Jessica is actually kind of freaked out and upset. And she's like, it's only one way. So got they can regrets hear. about that now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, she's got big regrets about that. And Siri finally responds to the CPR. Bryce sobs. Turns him over, lets him cough it out. Lily brings Bryce a dry shirt that Bryce had there. And, I mean, Bryce is gushing blood from the knock. And, I mean, there's all these crazy things. And Bryce is like, we have to run before he gets out. She doesn't wait for Lily. She scoops up Siri and she starts running for the stairs to get out of the basement, right? And she's fighting. And, you know, even now her father is like, leave it. Leave the chimera. Get the hell out. Right? Like, I have to admit, yeah. I'm kind of impressed that even the Autumn King is like trying to get his daughter to safety at this point, if he could. And Hunt yeah. is like, he knows she's not going to make it. She would have rather had her back peeled off by an archangel than leave Siri behind. And he could see that Lily knew that too. And we get an invisible snowflake. Bryce is a third of the way up the stairs. 
on the other side of this invisible snowflake. And there are sparks flying from the door that Micah's trying to get himself out of. And Bryce is like, she looks at Lily and she's like, Lily, forget the books. Let's go. And Lily's like, you won't make it in time, BB. And Bryce is like, we have to try. And Lily's like, not we. You. And this is where I'm like, oh, for all the jokes and eye rolling I've made, this is about to get really sad. Lily's like, the enchantments won't hold him much longer. Let me buy you time. And Bryce is like, we can figure it out. We can get out of this together. And Lily's like, no. And she looks, Lily looks at Bryce and she goes, let me do this for you, BB, for you and for Syrinx. And Bryce is like, you're free, Lily. I traded with Jessica for your freedom. The papers are in my desk. I did it because I want to throw a party and surprise you. And I bought you. And now I set you free, Lily. And Lily's like, yeah, I, I love, know. I was going to say, I love her response. I know. I peeked in your drawer. Yeah. And Bryce is like, you're a free person. You do not have to do this. You are free. And Lily's response to her is, then let the world know that my first act of freedom was to help my friends. Tells her, I love you, Lily. And be and Lily tells her, I will love you always, BB. Go. So Bryce does with Siri. And just as she gets to the top of the stairs and through the door, she looks back. The bathroom door is groaning. And she looks to Lily, to the friend who had stayed by her when no one else had. And Lily summons all of her power. And the whole time she is like, my friends are behind me and I will protect them. She gets through the door. She seals the door shut using all the enchantments she can. And she starts sobbing. And we get an invisible snowflake. And yes, you guys, I am bawling my freaking eyes out. I always do it this part. <laughs> well, Kim's crying. I cried before. Um, I truthfully, like, I cried at the same point 
but I actually cried after this at this next section. So now we switch perspective. We're watching it from the screen and Hunt can't take his eyes off of what's happening. And he's hearing Lily over and over again. I'm a descendant of Rathia Drawl, Queen of Embers. She is with me now and I am not afraid. My friends are behind me and I will protect them. And Lily just keeps saying this over and over and over again as she's like trying to pull her power together, right? And they realize what she's doing because there's no way that Lily could take Micah down. But if she could get thousands of gallons of water to do it, that might take him down for a minute. And so she's repeatedly slamming the glass that is holding the knock in, right? And she just keeps saying, my friends are with me and I am not afraid. My friends are with me and I am not afraid. And Hunt is just like realizing like that Lily's not going to make it out of this. I mean, she's, she's a, you know, she's literally made of fire. So she's not going to make it out of thousands of gallons of water. And she knew that. And so Hunt stands up and he's, he's got his hand over his heart and he's like noting in his head that it's the only salute that he could make uh, when there's nothing else that can be said. Right. And so one by one, the angels in the 33rd rose to their feet, then Rune and his friends, and they too put their hands on their hearts as the smallest of their house pushed and pushed against the glass wall, burning gold as the knot tried to flee to any place it might survive that was about to come. Over and over, Lehova whispered, my friends are with me and I am not afraid. The glass spider webbed. Everyone in the conference room rose to their feet. Only Sandriel, her attention fixed on the screen, did not notice. They all stood and bore witness to the sprite who brought her death down upon herself, upon the knock to save her friends. It was all they could offer her, this final respect and honor. That's when I started crying, Kim. <laughs> I was like, no! Because it reminded me of like uh, you know like it, it 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 reminded me of like when you first like read or watch the movie um the hunger games and you realize mm -hmm. that all of these people watching are like wait a minute wait a minute like something's not right like this is this is like we've watched this for years and it never bothered us but now this fucking bothers us right and, right. and that's like how this felt to watch, like to know that all of these people just one by one were like this little fire sprite's going to be like what fucking changes the course of this whole thing. So I start crying when Lily does her thing and sends Bryce out and I ball all the way through this whole section. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. So quick story you guys this summer i was listening to this as i was trying to help plot this out and i had called kelsey on my way back from summer camp and i was like so i was driving into work today and i think everybody on the road around me must think i'm the craziest person on the planet because i got to a point in the book <laughs> that just makes me ball my eyes out every single time and i had gotten to this point in the audiobook you guys and i was sobbing sobbing the last yeah. 20 minutes into work <laughs> i had to pull my shit together before i could walk in the door at work because i didn't want to scare yeah. the kids 
I absolutely believe that. Like, I was crying into my breakfast while I was reading this, and my kid was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I can't face 100 kids looking like uh, yeah, my best friend just died. (laughs) Completely fair. Completely fair. Um, But just wrapping out this chapter, so, so she's hitting the glass, she's hitting the glass, it's spider webs. And as the bathroom door opens, Lily completely cracks through the tank wall, saying, this is for Syrinx. And she burns through the glass, and then 100,000 gallons of water explodes into the library. And that's the end. Yeah. O-M-G, you guys. Oh, Ooh. It's funny because anybody who's out there on any of like the Facebook groups, especially the Crescent City ones, it's so funny. Every time somebody gets to this section, I can't tell you how many pictures of tear-stained books I have seen on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Of this section of the book. I'm like, oh my God, these people. And it's funny because all I have to do is kind of see that. And I get like all worked up emotionally and I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I like Lily. She's such a fun, cute character, but. I think it's because it's like the unfairness of it all. So like, like looking back at Akatar, you don't really get that in Akatar. You get it at the end of Akamath and you get hit over the head over it with it all. And like Akawar, but this right here like what you're getting here is the same thing that you get like at the end of Akamath when when Feyre like pretends to break the bond right and she's like right. you know faking the whole like they're not mated thing or whatever they're not bond you know they don't they don't have the, right. the um whatever the deal anymore yada yada um it's the same thing where it's like it it hurts because it's the unfairness of it, right? It's like you get that people die, like you get that, you know, I mean, like up until this point, like, you know, s- some students die and Danica died and y- people fucking die and it is what it is. And like your brain can wrap around like, you know, like you knew that Danica was up to something, right? So whether she met, like, whether she was a good guy or a bad guy or somewhere in between or whatever, you're like, well, she died because essentially she was, got herself in the middle of something. But like, right. Lily didn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lily represents everything that is just like good and innocent and didn't fucking like ask for anything, right? Minded her right. own fucking business. You know what I mean? And so for her to then have to step in and be the one that sacrifices herself, for the good of everybody else, it just feels so unfair. It really does. It really does. It feels like that was asking too much. You know what I mean? And that's the same yeah. thing. Like, that's why, like, it sucks so much to, like, well, in fairness, you get it a little bit at the end of Akatar, depending on how you, <laughs> how much you like Pharaoh. <laughs> when she dies, I mean, uh, probably the first like when the first book was the only book out that was probably more effective um because sure. you're like she's got plot armor you know what i mean but, um but but like if you you know first book came out i guess you know you don't really know yet what the deal is going to be and so like when you know you snap her neck you're like what the fuck like that's not fair she did everything right it's not fair she killed two fairies you know she 
Right. She killed two fairies. She did all of the trials. She figured out the, the fuck, you know what I mean? She figured everything out. She did her fucking best. And then like, you still snap her neck. It wasn't fair. It's the same thing here. You're like, what the fuck? Lily did nothing wrong. It's not fair. Right. I mean, Lily, yeah. Lily, like, Lily. Yeah. And I think, and it's funny because like you and I talked early on, you kept saying like, I'll be surprised. Like if you don't cry, yada, yada. And I kept saying, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like I like these characters enough in complete fairness at, you know, like I said, we're like 700 pages in. If it was anybody else, I don't think I would have cried. Right. Like really and truly, I don't think I would have cried if it was anybody else because everybody else has some sort of weird cross to bear. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Hunt has done some shitty things. Bryce sticks her nose where it doesn't belong and doesn't take care of herself. You know, right. uh, truthfully, probably the only, like, you know, well-rounded character <laughs> that could have died and I would have been sad about it is Rune because I don't think his story is, like, fully developed yet. You know what I mean? I don't think, I, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's more going mm-hmm. on there. Like, he hasn't really... Like, he's trying to fucking do everything right. You know what I mean? hmm Yeah. So, like, I, I just, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting, because I think, like, when I, you were like, oh, somebody's gonna die, you're gonna cry, or, like, whatever. I was like, I don't think so. And I remember thinking a couple chapters back that Lily was about the only one <laughs> that would have made me cry. <laughs> but I told you the knock didn't uh... meet her. No, the doc did not eat her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I just thought that was, I don't know. Like, I thought it was well done because, like I said, truthfully, I'm not sure that you would feel as bad for anybody else. Oh, God, no. Absolutely not. But it was just funny because you and I, you know, we, we had gotten to this and you were, we were talking and when they brought in the knock, you were like, oh my God, the knock's going to eat her. And I kept going, nope, nope, the knock's not going to eat her. I promise you, the knock will not be eating Lily. so fucking close though, right? <laughs> but he doesn't eat her. He doesn't eat her. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. We're chatting. We're talking forever because this section is just fucking wild. Also because blame Micah. He talked for fucking ever. Anyway, <laughs> But he was dropping a lot of interesting plot points that we needed to know, people. No, absolutely. But chapter 80. Mm, This is the point where, like, you're trying to stop crying, but then Bryce has to fucking punch you in the face and be like, now I know that Lily's dead and I'm crying! And you're like, fuck, dude. Pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because basically, it's basically just a paragraph from Bryce's perspective, which is like as soon as like she like hears the water go and like everything, like as soon as she knew the tank exploded, it's like she knows the knock is dead because it can't have air and Lily is dead because she can't be covered in water. And then hopefully this has slowed Micah down for a minute so that she can cry in peace. And then we get an invisible snowflake. And we get the same fucking thought process from Hunt. And I'm like, great. Like, in case we missed it, Lily's dead. Lily's dead. Uh, for a third time, Lily's dead. Like, I'm Jesus. Like, mm, mm, this is painful. Um, but yeah, Hunt just said, you know, like, Lily was killed instantly, uh, as surely as a torch plunged into a bucket of water. And Rune's just like, 
Fury's trying to figure out where Bryce is. Flynn's just like, holy fuck. Um, and just, yeah, everybody's like, wow, that just fucking happened. Yeah. Um, and now they realize that Bryce is racing for Jessica's office. Right. Then it's like, wait, what's she doing? <laughs> They're like, wait, wait, what, what's her plan? Where is she going? And um, I'm sorry. I had to laugh because it's. Uh, Bryce says Sirius on the ground as she entered the office and then leapt over the desk to the disassembled gun mounted on the wall above it. The God Slayer rifle. Okay, I'm pretty sure I made this joke like a couple episodes back. But then Kim and I also saw a TikTok that was talking about like how this book is written and like how all of like the Akatar books are written. And the joke was that um, SJM is not uh, like a great like like you know like a a um like perfect like genius plotter it's not that she has plotted out every single little thing ever uh she jokingly says uh what sjm has done is create the Chekhov's gun museum <laughs> yes very much so <laughs> leaving little bits that come back later everywhere um and i died laughing because i remember saying like they keep bringing up like the knock so many times and they kept bringing up the the rifle so many times that i was like this god slayer rifle is like literally a Chekhov's gun <laughs> pretty much so as soon as she goes diving for it i'm like i fucking knew it <laughs> I was like, oh, look, it's Chekhov's gun. His actual fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, the kind that really does go bang. Yeah, the kind that really goes bang. Uh, but yeah, so she's going for the rifle and Rune's like, she's going to kill him. She's going to kill him for what he did to Danica and the pack. And it's like, yes, yes, she fucking is. It's like, go, go. Go, yeah, exactly exactly i think yeah i think i like the gif i sent you at this point was like you do you boo boo like you go <laughs> like, this is your moment yeah because she's like i'm gonna do it before i die from the synth right yeah even sabine is quiet and she's shaking and wow sabine and, and what i you know, love is yeah, what I love is like you can yeah you can carry on, but I just like the the layout of like she gets the gun and then she like does all of these steps. Right. I mean, she puts the gun together. Well, she puts the gun together, but then she also like it, it like her exact placement and like the aim of the gun mm -hmm. and like she's like the targeting like all of it. And I just love that it comes down to the line, Bryce might have been fathered by the Autumn King, but she was Randall Salago's daughter and the legendary sharpshooter had taught her well. Yes. And I love that line. I was like, yes! <laughs> and her having the little shooting match in the sniper range is going to prove that. You know, it's like all of a sudden, that wasn't just for shits and grins on her proving that she's you know yeah able to keep but up with the boys she's hauling ass and and yeah she's hauling ass and hunt is the one who points out like in his head when he's watching this 
that in the two seconds it took Bryce to line up her shot, those two seconds it took for her to lose a steady breath, Hunt knew that those two seconds were the ones that Lily had bought her. Yep. Like, Lily didn't want her to just run. Lily knew that she needed just that tiny bit of time. Yep. She opens up the safe to get out the bullet, because remember, the one bullet for the gun is in the safe. Which I find interesting, because we finally find out this bullet is six inches long. That's a long bullet. Like, Uh, all right, people, that's a big bullet. But she also pulls out this vial, this potion in a vial, and she throws Mm -hmm. it down, right? She just opens it up and chugs it down. So, you know, poor Hunt is like, another drug. (laughs) I know, right? And, you know, there's simple words on the side of this bullet that she puts into the God Slayer gun because it says memento mori, which means remember that you will die. And Micah surging up the stairs, looking like death incarnate. And He's coming up and Bryce is finishing assembling this rifle. I mean, it's the coolest thing. Like, I want to actually see it. This is kind of one of those moments on TV that you're just going to be like, oh my God. It's going to take him forever to film it to get it right. But God damn, it's going to be cool looking when it's done, right? Yeah. And she is literally assembling this gun, by the way, without looking at it. And even Hunt acknowledges he's never seen anybody do that. So go Randall. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't look up. She didn't have time, you know. Bryce is watching him come charging for her. And he doesn't bother to pay any attention to what she's doing. He's just focused on getting to her. So he doesn't see her wrap her finger around the trigger and pull it. And she shot him through the head with that God Slayer gun and the bullet that matches. That's the end of the chapter. Chapter 81 uh, is the last chapter we're covering today. And um, I just want to throw out there, but like it's fucking starts fucking weird. Time warped and stretched is the first sentence. Um, uh, essentially, it says that a death of an archangel archangel is a, of a world power could shudder through time and space. A second could last an hour, a day, a year. So Hunt saw everything. Um, like I, I. <laughs> When I first read, like, the first sentence, I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, an analogy for, like, when things seem to slow down because your brain is just, like, taking it all in. And I was like, oh, no, it fucking actually slowed down. Uh, What? (laughs) Okay, weird world building choice. That's fine. (laughs) Pretty much like weird but okay but it's funny because he's watching everybody in the room react to this right 
you know, apparently Sandriel is outraged and pissed off. Pollux is white faced in disbelief. And Rune, Rune is absolutely terrified for his sister. Yep. And this is still going. We're still watching the bullet go through his head. The right. bullet hasn't even finished going through his head yet. That's how much time has slowed down. And yep. then the next thing you know, Bryce is standing at the window to the office with a sword in her hand, but not just any sword. Gee, I wonder what sword it was. Is it Danica's? Oh! <laughs> and he realizes she must have left it in the gallery on her last day alive. Which, if we all go back to the very beginning of the book, we remember she had dropped it off into that supply closet. Yep. And my Bryce must have stashed it into Jessica's office. And he's watching Sabine, and he sees Sabine kind of process what she's watching especially with the the sword because it's a family heirloom of her family <laughs> yep it's okay we're just borrowing it and this is the coolest thing so she's like hunt i, I just love this he, he goes bryce leapt from the window and into the showroom below hunt saw each movement of her body arcing as she raised the sword above her head then brought it back as brought it as brought it back down as she fell. Sorry, my eyes are going faster than my mouth can go. <laughs> and he's like, he could have sworn the ancient steel cut the very air itself, and then it cut through Micah. Sliced his head in two as Bryce drove it through the sword cleaving a path into his body, peeling him apart. Only Danica's sword would do for this task. You know, I do think it's kind of fitting, since he's the one who fucking killed Danica in the Pack of Devils, that Bryce uses Danica's sword to literally split him in yeah. two. You know, True. forget the heading, she goes vertical. Yep. And she is literally going... And going and going till she gets through everything. Because she is not stopping until she knows she split him in half. Yep. And, you know, he's like, is this the end of it? You know, Bryce's life. You know, he's watching her frenzy moments, you know, ending Micah. And, you know, he's he's all, you know, my friend and, you know, this, that and the other. And he's he's in a weird emotional mental state which i get makes sense i guess and you know it's just funny because he's talking about you know it's the blood is literally raining upwards which i think is this is kind of cool because time is all warped yep blood's raining upward and you know and and they acknowledge in normal time it would have splattered but in this warped existence the archangel's blood rose like ruby bubbles showering Bryce's face filling her screaming mouth and in this warped existence he could see the scent heal every sliced bruised place on Bryce as she cut her way down through Micah cut him in half I mean 
Okay, I don't want to have to clean the mess up, but goddamn, girl, you go. Yep. I was like, well, damn. Alrighty. She's fully healed. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, they're thinking, oh, this is the last gift of the synth before it completely destroys her from the inside out. I know. I love how it's basically like, and Hunt is like, wow, you go. I'm sorry that you're insane now, but... (laughs) Oh, oh, like he's looking at her like oh damn she must have lost it. <laughs> pretty much and he's like but then he looks at her and he realizes he's not seeing any haze of insanity or of self-destructive frenzy only cold glittering vengeance so i love it so not only does she do that so she split him in half and then she swipes across his torso, cuts his torso in half, and then she sw- beheads him. So he's in six parts. She fruit ninja'd him. She did fruit ninja him. <laughs> and Hypaxia, God love her, it's like the antidote is working. It's working on her. And Hunt is like, wait a minute. I thought you were only sending over the venom. And she's like, I figured out how to stabilize it without needing to be present. And I, I sent the antidote to her instead, just, just in case. Like I said, the only other smart one here. She is. I like her. And so they had watched her down the antidote, not realizing what it was. Hypaxia knew. But nobody else did. But I love it because then, so Bryce, you know, she's she's watching as you know they're they're all watching the the synth vanish from her body. But in the process, Bryce walks over to the supply closet. <laughs> this is my girl, and she pulls out this red plastic container and dumps an entire gallon of gasoline onto Micah's body the parts of it and you know everybody's just like uh uh and i like it because it says even sandriel had no words as bryce grabbed a pack of matches from a drawer in her desk she struck one and tossed it onto the governor's body flames erupted (laughs) so she's split him in half Cut his torso in half, so now he's in four parts. Then cuts his head off, so now he's in six parts. He's dead. He is not coming back. But just yep. 100% no. safe, she burns him to a crisp. All while, like, full-on, like, Katniss Everdeen staring into the camera. Pretty much. Time suddenly starts speeding up again, going back to normal time. Sirens are wailing on, you know, outside as the ox is finally showing up. Jesus Christ, it took them long enough. Yep. <sighs> and, you know, the flames are devouring him. They, they crisp him all up to cinders and they spit him out as ashes. So there's this nice big ash pile in the middle of the gallery floor. That's a happy thought. And 
Bryce literally slams the front door shut as the Fay and Wolf Ox units arrive. And the last little bit, I love it. It's probably one of my favorite crazy moments in the entire story. This is all of a sudden when I'm like, Bryce, Bryce is my girl. <laughs> I love it. And she's like, no one, not even Sandriel, spoke a word as Bryce took out the vacuum from the supply closet and erased the last trace of Micah from the world. And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> What a queen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. What a queen. Uh, um, so the reason I said hold that thought about uh, what Darian and um, yeah, like Hypaxia said, um, I really enjoyed this section. It's very interesting. I, I, we're like really wrapping up, uh, quick here. So I can't wait to see like where we're like, what happens in this last like couple chapters. Um, however, I do have to admit, and I think this happens anytime an author has like multiple series. So like, this is like, not like a bad thing. It's just a thing. Um, do you sort of feel like this section was a little bit, uh, Feyre's trials just in like a different jacket? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and you heard you heard Flynn and Declan say this is her or Flynn say this is her ordeal, which is what yeah. the trials were for all intents and purposes. Sure. But also it's kind of a crapshoot because like this whole thing about the ordeal, we we didn't really get much about that. So it's kind of just a plot device to make it make sense. Um, sure. which is fine, but it, whatever. Um, I thought it was a weird thing for him to say because I was like, everything was fine until you made it a fucking thing. Like, it, th yeah, stop trying to make fetch happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I really enjoyed it, but it very much read like, <laughs> like the trials in the sense that like there's all these people watching, um, like, like the people are kind of starting to root for her over like, you know, the status quo. Um, and then it was just funny because that was basically the exact conversation from the whole thing with the Midgard worm where it was like, what's she doing? And oh, like Farrah just became invisible. Right. Um, and I just thought it was such a weird, like, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was like so closely worded the same that I, it stuck out to me and I thought it was funny. Yeah, it is. And but yeah, but overall, I really enjoyed the section. So uh, I can't wait to see where we go from here. And um, our friend who uh, did a whole TikTok about, um, you know, the Chekhov's gun museum, I thought that was the funniest thing. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, she hasn't. We reached out to her to see if uh, we can share the whole TikTok with you guys. So hopefully, uh, she says yes, and we can link out to that because uh, not only does she say that, which is hilarious, but she also makes some really good points about um, like the pacing of Akitar and something that she noticed. And I think she probably has a point. Um, and I think the same could be said for this book, um, yes, and like this series. So I think it's just uh, interesting. So hopefully, we'll be sharing that with you guys soon. Fingers crossed. <sighs> All uh, right, other than that, uh, we're happy you hung out with us this long. Um, we know it's been a long one, but a good one. I, I'm emotionally wrung out, girl. 
Yeah, same, same. Um, but before we go, uh, don't forget, uh, you can find us on all of the things. All of the things have two A's, like Sarah J. Mass's name, because we're cute like that. Uh, website, massivefanbookclub.com, Facebook at Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast, Twitter at Massive Podcast, Instagram at Massive Fans Podcast, Pinterest at Massive Fans, and TikTok at Massive Fan Pod. Yep, all the things. Woosa. <laughs> so, till next time. Even though mm-hmm. I already read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> till next time. Uh, okay, bye!